that so reminds me of my sixties, Benny. I just think, I think of the Austin Powers it? movies. <laughs> oh, that's the, like the eighties, nineties. Well, 80s? the movies, yeah, but remember it portrays the sixties. It does portray the sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Which I wasn't even around for. I know you weren't, but are you familiar with the 60s at all? No, not at all. Have you ever seen any of the, what do they call them? Did Videos? Call <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. like Woodstock and all that. Have you seen the the real Woodstock? Not the, though, well, not I've the seen movie. clips of, but not the real one, huh? Oh, yeah. wow. What did you, obviously, you obviously experienced that. I'm a Woodstock Were you girl. there? Uh, I attempted to get there, oh, like okay. so many people did. <laughs> And basically what you did is you sat in the rain. Yeah. Um, in the uh, mud. Try, attempting to uh, do that. It's better than sitting on the other side of, out of the rain, I guess. But everyone was just in their spiritual mode. You know what? You had to be there to get it. See? That's okay? my point. You, you had to be there to get it. It's kind of like what people talk about, you know, when they talk about going to a mega concert or something. Or I don't know. But you had to be you there. You have to, to be really there. Yeah, you can't explain it. it. All right, yeah, I can't you. explain it. Okay. you know, and certainly can't explain uh, San Francisco during that time either. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our health and wellness hour. How to naturally correct being nearsighted with Greg Marsh, certified natural vision teacher and founder of the Vision Improvement Center. He's joining us here today because he has discovered something amazing. Something that actually works uh, and has been doing this and helping people uh, upgrade, improve, correct their vision without surgery. Greg, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Well, thanks, Dr. Pat. It's great to be here. Are you like a 60s guy? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it to Woodstock, but one of my neighbors did. Yeah. So you live vicariously through him. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us here today. Um, I know that we're going to talk about a number of different things, but, you know, we use a lot of language around our eyesight and our vision. And, and, And half the time, none of us even know what it means. But we hear things like nearsightedness, stigmatism, blah, 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 right, farsighted. And we actually don't know what any of that really means. So can we take a look at that? What we really do know is that we've been trained that the way to fix things is either through uh, surgery or going out and buying cheaters or whatever that is that people do. So educate and inform us. Yeah, well, I thought maybe today we could focus especially on nearsightedness. Exactly. And since a lot of people, their eyes glaze over and go, now, nearsightedness, is that the one that you can't see close or far? So nearsightedness is the one that usually happens when somebody's pretty young, and it's where uh, things are still clear in the distance, but they start becoming fuzzy. I'm sorry, things are still clear up close, but they start to become fuzzy in the distance. So, so say that again. <laughs> trying to trick you. I, um, I th- Benny, Benny and I are listening. <laughs> okay. So you thought so we were listening to, get, to you. Things start to get fuzzy in the distance. Okay, yeah, that's me. It's nearsightedness. Yeah, which, okay. Which is confusing. Okay. But nearsightedness is the one where uh, people are wearing glasses because they can't see the blackboard. or Right, or can't drive. Yeah, or can't drive. 
You can't drive yeah. because you can't see the sign. Well, it's exactly what it means. You, should you be can tr- see you can see near. You're nearsighted, but you can't see far. You know, you know what it's like driving with Linda? No. It's like going on <laughs> it's like going on a ride in Disney that's Moon Mountain where you're getting in the dark oh, and you only see the thing coming like when you see the light. Oh boy. Yeah, that's a problem. So, Linda, if you're listening to this, guess what? Listen closely. Uh, Stay away from the light, Linda. Th- okay, so that's a very good distinction, uh, Greg, because, you know, we're not talking about this thing that many people have where they can't read a book. We're talking about something in the distance, a very important sign, a stop sign, a sign, an exit to get off the road, and many, many other things like that. I have that. You know how I discovered that? How? I was in my graduate program, and I almost flunked my first six months of statistics because I wasn't seeing the board right, and I didn't know it, and I was copying down all the formulas wrong. That's a sign. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to get into some of, okay, well, if a person can't see in the distance, and if there's something besides just genetic, Mm -hmm. something that we can reverse or, or change, uh, what what would that be? Okay. And I just, I'd like, I hope to explain it in a way that will make sense to people. Let's do it. And that they can try it on their own and, and see that it's true. Let's do it. Okay. So uh, a lot of people that are listening that are nearsighted got glasses. Kind of a really common age to get glasses is age seven especially if somebody's going to be getting into pretty strong lenses later on. You have to get an early start and get practice if you're going to get into those Coke bottle lenses later. And then some people may get glasses more uh, junior high, high school. I think you said college, Dr. Pat. Yeah. You got yours. And usually those people are going to have more moderate, more just a weaker prescription. But if somebody got glasses when they were young, They might have pretty strong glasses by now. And the interesting thing is, sure, there might be a little bit of genetics going on, but what if a child was afraid to see something when they were young? A really common one that I've discovered just from working with a lot of people is if a a child moves to a different town or a different school, uh, then they felt really safe and happy and loved and all that. And now all of a sudden they don't. Yeah. And they feel just kind of left there and they don't feel safe and, and they metaphorically don't want to see. And so the body mind is so brilliant that mm. it can figure out a way to not see. Mm-hmm. And I think it tries to do that to protect people so that they don't have to see. And so then now years later, we can we can reverse that by going down two fronts. One is there might still be emotional memories in the cell that we can help those dissolve. And then the other part of it is using techniques that are really wonderful and really relaxing that help the eyes feel safe again and get them relaxed. And also a, a really important thing is to get them moving again because mm. usually the eyes have been staring. So can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So just think of this. Pretend that you're a a 7-year-old kid or 10 or 11 or 15, and just pretend that you don't feel safe. 
and like metaphorically that you don't feel safe to see. And now feel how your whole chest is kind of tight. You're trying to to stop the world and make it feel safe out there. You might feel your shoulders are rolling in and getting tight. You might feel like you're kind of withdrawing. And so you feel that now. I, I bet you do, at least sympathetically, uh-huh. in your shoulders, in your chest, mm-hmm. neck, maybe in your jaw. Well, what about your eyes? Okay. And so what's really needed to see clearly is a lot of movement. Now go back and be the kid that's really happy and you notice your shoulders have opened back up, your neck's relaxed, you have this really playful spirit, your eyes are darting all around, seeing uh-huh. what they need to see for the brain to be able to process all the visual information. So so now, years later, and, and I would say even as somebody gets into their 50s, 60s, 70s, I, I work with a lot of people that, that are... are finally realizing, wow, this is something that I can change. And so we use a two-pronged approach of something like guided visualization, uh, other tools like EFT, to help dissolve very specifically uh, tight emotions in the eyes that might have been there for decades. And then also uh, the Bates Method techniques and other very powerful and practical techniques that uh, they are kind of like yoga, but aimed specifically at the eyes and the vision. Mm-hmm. And if a person does those, and we've experimented with those on a couple other shows, uh, you will absolutely for sure see more clearly. And then from there, the thing is to catch fire with it and get interested and and uh, and find that, wow, my vision's improving. And, of course, the one other thing that a person really must do at some point is not wear the super strong glasses because those are keeping the eyes and the brain uh, locked into that circuitry. Wow. And, you know, that's really kind of a dilemma, isn't it? Because we keep then getting stronger, stronger, and stronger glasses. We're going to take a short break, everyone, when we come back. We're going to talk about stress again, how it is causing blurry vision, uh, what some of the people are that Greg has worked with that are have been able to move away from their glasses. And can parents really help their child stop wearing them because they don't need them anymore stay tuned we'll be right back with the dr pat show this is talk radio to thrive by and my very special guest greg marsh we're going to give you a website and lots more we'll be right back Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellnessone.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellnessone.net. Lower back pain can be a real pain in the... Well, you know... 
The newly patented VacuPractor relieves that pain simply, inexpensively, and from the privacy of your own home for just $59.95. Listen to what Brad and Dottie have to say about their VacuPractors. The VacuPractor is amazing. I've had back pain for so long, it's taking time to adjust and not having the pain there. Each time I've used my VacuPractor, I've gotten instant relief. I would recommend anyone with stiffness and lower back pain give the VacuPractor a try. VacuPractor is just a one-time cost of $59.95, and you can use it whenever you need in your own home. How does it work? Simple. The VacuPractor uses vacuum pressure. It stretches muscles, restoring proper nerve function, and reducing the possibility of disc failure. Finally, a simple, effective treatment for lower back pain that really works. For more information about the VacuPractor or to order yours, call 800-676-9320 or visit VacuPractor.com. Are you upside down on your home loan and facing foreclosure? Washington's Foreclosure Fairness Act takes effect on July 13th and requires your mortgage holder to grant you a face-to-face meeting to negotiate modifications to your loan that may let you keep your house. More than 5,600 homes were seized in the first three months of this year in the state of Washington. Don't let this happen to you. Visit foreclosurefairness.net. That's foreclosurefairness.net or call 206-818-9732. Your home safety net. Hey Mary, I haven't seen you in so long. You look so different. What happened to your glasses? Did you have surgery? Whoa, I never noticed how blue your eyes are. No, I didn't have surgery, and I don't have to wear glasses anymore. I searched the Internet, and I found a website. It's called BetterEyesightNow.com. It is the best thing I have ever done. There's a program called Regaining Your Vision Naturally. And, oh, by the way, it helps reduce stress. You should check it out. And you might be able to get rid of your glasses. Go to BetterEyesightNow.com. What are we attracting in our life and relationships, and why? And how can we let go of attracting and being attracted to things that may not serve us? Peter Kane has been facilitating deep relationship work for over 30 years. Author of The Monogamy Challenge, Creating and Keeping Intimacy, Peter is passionate about bringing aliveness into your life and relationships. Contact Peter Kane for counseling, coaching, or breath work. Visit peterkane.org or contact Peter Kane at 425-802-2050. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. If you've missed any part of this or you want to find out more about the Dr. Pat Show, want to sign up for a newsletter, go to drpatlive.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. Either way, sign up for the newsletter, and that is going to be the best way for you to find out in advance uh, what the schedule is, what's going on, and special offers and things happening. Uh, Also, uh, it, it talks about some of the giveaways and and things that uh, we we love to do and are known to do. So go ahead and do that. That would be great. Greg Marsh joining us here today, How to Naturally Correct Being Nearsighted. And, Greg, thank you so much for joining us. Please tell us about what you have uh, for our listeners today before we jump back into the conversation about getting rid of our glasses for good. Uh, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and find out about how they can Again, correct their eyesight. Yeah, thanks. A couple of things that, that I want to offer your listeners. One is uh, go to my website, which is bettereyesightnow.com, and 
uh, you can sign up for the newsletter, which is really wonderful. It's very inspiring and kind of keeps uh, every couple weeks you get something inspiring to remind you that you can have better eyesight. And also there's a free 10-minute download. It's a guided visualization, and I can just about promise if you listen to it, like look at something, and this works for reading as as well as any other condition. Uh Look at something before you listen to it that's printed, and look at something after you listen to it, and you'll notice that your eyesight sharpens up. And, uh, and, and again, that's bettereyesightnow.com. And just uh, one other thing uh, for people that are listening today, uh, I have uh, various home study programs to, to uh, improve your eyesight at home, and, um, and those are all 20% off in addition to they're already on sale. Uh, this week, and the coupon name, of course, is Dr. Pat, D-R-P-A-T. So if you put in that coupon, and if you're interested in ordering a program, uh, you'll get 20% additional off. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. And we'll give out that information again. Uh, let's go to the conversation that we kind of ended up uh, with before about, you know, what age? Blurry vision, uh, you know, does it matter how old you are? Can you be too young? I mean, this is really the challenge for parents. You know, they go and they get eyes, uh, they get their, their children's eyes checked. Next thing you know, they have their child walking around with glasses or contacts or whatever it is that you do. And it seems like a life-long uh, sentence, so can you give us some insight into what you've discovered, what age can you, can we kind of shed our glasses at a young age as well as uh, as an older age in our lives? Well, if you can catch somebody when they're young, that's so splendid. I, I uh, taught uh, martial art for many years and Aikido, which is a, a, a more subtle art, and I found that... Um, you know, pretty much these things are almost impossible to teach adults in the martial art context, like a throw where you're using your breath and your chi. Little kids can get it in an instant uh, just because they're little kids. Yeah. And just examples of uh, like a, a child that, see, the key is the child has to say these words, I don't like these glasses, or the courtship with me with a child that I'm working with has to be, uh, getting them to that point where they think maybe they don't want glasses because some of them think glasses are cool because my brother has glasses. But here's an example, just one of so many. Uh, there was a woman that came with her daughter to one of my workshops, and her daughter, uh, 11 years old, uh, had a lot of trouble seeing in school. And so I set up... I'm. I, I printed some stuff about the same size as what the girl told me, put it the same distance as what it would be at school, and she could read it fine. And so the mother and I were looking at each other, and uh, and finally I thought to ask this girl, well, do you think you see more poorly at school than you do other times? And she said, oh, yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. So, so do you see the message there? This little girl's vision was fine, but when she was under stress, it got worse. And so for a child to even realize that, that was her ticket home. Once she realized that she had every right and, and ability to see just as well without her glasses, then she was able to, to not wear them. And uh, 
like another example, I, I really like this one because uh, somebody who had taken one of my workshops uh, came with her, her daughter, who was in 11th grade, and she couldn't, uh, she was having a lot of headaches, and she'd been told by the eye doctor that she needed correction for astigmatism. And, yeah, she could have gone down that path. But the thing is, I got her in an hour, I got her to realize, oh, it's all about strain. When I start straining to see, then I can't see. And so, and within an hour, she totally got it. And I, I heard from the mom months later that... Uh, that she could see fine now, and she didn't need glasses, and she knew she didn't need glasses. Wow. And she felt very empowered by that on many levels. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, what we're talking about here, Greg, is really correcting something at a young age uh, uh, that most people don't really understand or believe can happen. How about, you know, later on in life? Because there's a whole bunch of things that goes that go on there. You know, as a matter of fact, I mean, many people just say, oh, yeah, I can't see as well as I as well as I used to and kind of just let it go. And there it is. But yeah. uh, what have you discovered with that? Well, all your listeners are are into love attraction or a lot of. Yeah, yeah. Right. And all that sort of thing. So so think of it that way. Think that by the time you're 30 or 40 or 50 or 60, that you've been running this vibration of not believing you can see through your being for decades. And so now, uh, especially if it's a strong prescription, just doing these techniques will help. You'll definitely see a change. But then it becomes more important to uh, to loosen up and dissolve some of these old emotional memories. Mm. And for nearsightedness, people who are nearsighted might see if they can intuit this. A lot of those are in your chest. If you have, if you're nearsighted your chest is tight. Mm-hmm. If you're very nearsighted, your chest is very tight. Even if you don't know it, I promise you, you can decide, you can discover that's true. Mm-hmm. So, so if you, and I use a lot of uh, guided visualizations, they're really helpful. And a lot of it is just going in and, you know, like so many other techniques, going in and talking to the cell and specifically relating to vision, telling them they're safe and they mm-hmm. can relax and it's okay to see now. And then that, coupled with these Bates techniques and other techniques that help uh, rejuvenate the movement and the relaxation in the eyes uh, together, anybody at any age uh, can get substantial improvement and possibly uh, get fully out of classes. So, you know, I wanted to ask you um, uh, about your message, your commitment for this, and why this is important to you. Well, I, I'm a person who got very nearsighted at a very young age, and I mentioned seven, which is, is a really common age to yeah. start glasses. I got glasses at seven. It just so happened it was a time when my parents uh, both went on a trip to Europe, and I, I, you know, I know a seven-year-old thinks they're coming back, but we stayed with neighbors for over a month, and you know that could have been it. I also think I, I felt. Uh, you know, like a couple of the teachers didn't like me very much, and and that's a very common uh, apparent cause or factor in nearsightedness. Uh huh. So for me, I I discovered things uh, in my late twenties that 
that uh, I discovered some of this Bates method. And then gradually I found more and more of the pieces. And I knew about the emotional pieces early on, but, but learning to deal with them in a practical way, I just think now in the 1990s and in the new millennium, so-called, uh, it's, there are a lot of amazing techniques that can be very specifically aimed into improving eyesight. Wow. Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Please give out your website again, and please mention that special offer. Yeah, well, it's a real pleasure to be here, Dr. Pat. Again, the website is bettereyesightnow.com, and you can sign up for a newsletter and a free uh, downloadable 10-minute guided visualization. And then if you want to buy uh, one of the home study programs, just put in the coupon code of Dr. Pat, uh, D-R-P-A-T, and uh, you'll get a 20% uh, discount in addition to uh, programs that are already on sale this week. So, uh, Wow. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, everybody. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Yvonne Oswald, we have two super special announcements. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. <laughs> 